0: Well, cool. There we go. That's the uh, 60s for you guys. That's the 60s. uh, Over. So, uh, it was just that easy. There's only two artists. They only had four songs. Uh, Moving on to the 70s. Obviously, that's how time works. Uh, We got some Gene Clark coming up and some Pink Floyd. Without any further ado, let's let's give that stuff a listen.
1: Train Lee's here this morning.
2: said it would all
3: Well Yeah We'll go
0: so weird to me it's like like they switch between singers so often in the wall and like in other albums yeah. and I'll like there's some songs notice, where it's yeah. like really it's really noticeable like uncomfortably numb but sometimes like yeah. we'll do this and i don't like songs i have like that problem with the noticed. beach boys like there's some of the
1: beach boys ones are obvious like early right. early brian or like mike love but a lot of the times they just really you need like a jacob hill or ian to tell them apart because i can't
0: you know i really think i guess i feel like it's not very common of I feel like it's not common to have, like, multiple singers in one band. Um, it's a, Maybe especially not these days or something like that, but there's definitely a lot of, like, 70s bands. Like, The Who used to do it a lot, you know? The Eagles. Eagles used to do it. I guess maybe it was more common back then. I don't know. Maybe. It doesn't seem like a thing these days. It doesn't. I mean, there's, like, a
1: lot – there's backing vocals. You just never see, like, right. shared lead vocal duties – yeah. And even and beyond that, like Pink Floyd or like the Beach Boys, switching vocals in between song is crazy too. Or like right. different parts within a song instead of like Yeah, exactly. Instead of like a Beatles scenario where you're taking a lead and in, in one and not in another. Is your cuisine routine? Got a misplaced gene in the spleen? Caffeine and black beans damaged your latrine? Still weaning your teen? Maybe you've gleaned that your marine is mean. Well, there goes that smokescreen. Tired of this demeaning routine? Queen, try seeing green. Kratom. It's lean. It's clean. The routine alkaline you need for your quarantine. Well, we started that set with Train Leaves here this morning. Uh, Gene Clark on that, I don't know if I should call it a cover, because he was initially released in his band Dillard and Clark in 68, I think. Then, more famously performed by the Eagles on their first album in 72. So then this is him doing an acoustic or not an acoustic, but his own recording of that for his album, no other <laughs> in 74. I don't know who ended up writing that. I think Bernie Leadon actually wrote that song um, of later Eagles fame, but he Bernie Leadon, played guitar on that Dillard and Clark band and might have lent them that song. Not sure of the details there. Um, but anyway, that's the story of that song. Then uh strength of strings from Gene Clark on that, uh, 1974 no other album what pink floyd songs did we just listen to
0: yeah so we started off with half a cigar off of um wish you were here probably the more well known of the two uh songs classic and i think i want to say uh wish you were here was i want to say 75 75 yeah because animals was 77 dark side was 73 You know um, it's pink floyd guys i sure do it's uh it's a bit of a passion of mine, you might say. You mm-hmm. um, should see the the uh, It gives it right away. It just has Roger Waters' face all over it. <laughs> um, and then we, speaking of Roger Waters, he also wrote the second song that we played, Not Now John, off of the final cut, which I want to say is from 80 or 81. It's After the Wall. It is a often forgotten album because everybody hated it. 83, oh, wow. I didn't realize they stuck around that long before they... Roger Waters was at this point in full control of the band, whether the other band members really liked it or not. So (laughs) uh, he kind of took some of the strands of the wall talking about his dead dad and how much he hates Margaret Thatcher and turned (laughs) that into a whole album. It's like that uh, Fred
1: Armisen character from SNL, the punk rocker that loves Margaret Thatcher. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah so not now john um is specifically a song about globalization of changing trade and of uh neoliberal like like hegemony which is you know roger water is he's you know so very woke he's a very woke man very woke. Don't, don't you forget it he changed the uh pink floyd uh pig balloon to trump so but let's talk about some of the uh the gene clark tracks before i get too sidetracked into the pink floyd trivia here yeah,
1: Gene Clark started a founding member of the Birds uh, early mid 60s. He uh, drifted away from them, uh, formed Dillard and Clark with Dillard Doug Dillard. They released two albums that, while not particularly commercially successful, um, pretty influential in the genre of like kind of folky, country, bluegrassy rock. Um, you know, on the likes of Graham Parsons, there's another name check. You know, later Bird stuff, the Eagles, of course, that whole sort of like lineage. Definitely a lot of derived from Dillard and Clark. Also, Dillard and Clark, maybe we'll play at some point on the podcast in the future. The only people to do a passable cover of Don't Let Me Down by The Beatles. They released two albums. Wow. Um, uh, then Gene Clark went solo. He got together with the Birds for an album Everybody Hates again in the 72. But his solo stuff is really good, and nobody really mm-hmm. pays any attention to it. White Light, 71, is really good, but no other. It's kind of, his, kind of the forgotten masterpiece until uh, it's probably now more appreciated today. But no other... The eponymous song is great, but it's really just like an album full of, like, really good, like, hyper-produced rock and roll. You know, I guess he was, like, running out of money because he was spending so much time in the studio um, doing harmonies and overdubs and that sort of thing. You could kind of get some of that with strength, strength of Strings. It's just like an album full of, uh, full of songs like that. It's really, really fucking good. And it's got a cool cover. And more people should love Gene Clark like I do.
0: Yeah, you know, I really hadn't listened to Gene Clark much. um, So this was, I've definitely heard some of his music before, but this was probably the first time I'd really paid attention to it. And I got to say, I was very, uh, I was enjoying what I was hearing. I'll tell you that. So I'm definitely feeling motivated to go out and uh, do a deeper dive into his discography after this. Good pitch. Cool. Uh, More Pink Floyd? Yeah, let's talk about Pink Floyd again. So yeah, Have a Cigar is classic. Pink Floyd being upset with the record label for not understanding them and just wanting to (laughs) profit off of them. Uh, You know, the classic line, which one's pink, you know, none of them are pink. And apparently I think they, they mentioned that this had actually happened to them at like a meeting with, you know, uh, a record company in the past where somebody actually asked which one was pink uh, (laughs) of the band. So um, that's part of the reason that in the wall, the movie, the uh, main character is named pink kind of as a, a reference to this situation yeah have a cigar it's a classic you know i think we were talking about there was some really fun kind of like bubbly like maybe like even like a synthesizer in the background it's got some like good like forward motion to it they're doing the layering of like kind of like slow and deliberate synthesite like melodic lines with some really fun like dynamic undertones under there kind of the, yeah, the yeah. driving
1: like guitar and bass and drones
3: it's very cool um
0: And then Not Now, John, yeah, it's a song with a chorus or like a chorus of backup singers saying, fuck all that, you know, like what's not to love? Um, (laughs) And yeah, like I was saying before, this is specifically a song about like the changing trade uh, as like, you know, markets became more globalized and like the blue collar workers of uh, England and of, uh, you know, the United States were really feeling the effects of this kind of globalization and it's really, you know, kind of uh, a hate letter to Margaret Thatcher, but so is most of Roger Waters' discography. So, But I really like this song a lot. It's pretty different from the rest of the album. The rest of the album is kind of more typical uh, Roger Waters crooning sort of stuff and over some really nice lyrics, but this one is, like, really driving and intense. And yeah, angry I like the almost, song a lot. You know? I was just going to say, it's very angry.
1: Mob Radio is presented by crowdsourcing things that are still funny because I cannot fucking think of anything else right now. So please text or email me when you think of something amusing, and I will say it on the show as if it were my
0: own. Not even a shout-out. So, ideas anyone? Anyone? Bueller?